And that's the biggest thing is that be prepared for every opportunity you can. With any job, you don't know when you're going to get it again. So if you're not busting your butt and ready to go for any opportunity, then you're going to be in trouble when it comes up and then it goes away. Choose not to live in a world of filters. Realize your mistakes. Set the foundation for your success. Get some wins. Knucklehead Podcast. Uh, welcome to another edition of Knucklehead Podcast. Uh, we, uh, we got with us today. This is kind of exciting. Well, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, you got with you today the Knucklehead Stephen, right? First of all, I'm here every single episode, but every single episode we talk about, we talk about uh, failure and the learning lessons from failure. And we've had MMA fighters on a podcast before. It's one of my favorite sports. It's one of the, f- it's one of the funnest, I think, fastest growing sports in the U.S., but it's also one of the funnest just from a mindset standpoint. You, you go through so much struggle, th- so much uh, turmoil that, that builds up to just this small window of time where you have to perform. And, uh, and I've got a lot of admiration for being able to, to stay prepared that entire time and stay protected and stay healthy. So we got Damon Jackson with us. He's actually a, a former uh, featherweight champion for LFA, right? Is that right? Uh, UFC fighter, PFL fighter. Um, am I going to screw up organizations? How many different organizations uh, have you been in? Bellator, PFL, UFC, Legacy, or LFA and Legacy. They're, they're different a little bit. And then some other smaller promotions. So he's the smorgasbord of different organizations. we we got a, a, a great fighter with us. And your record is uh, 16, 17 wins and three losses. Is that right? Yeah, 16 and three. 16, 16 and three. And then a no contest. Okay. Very cool. Well, welcome to the show. I appreciate yeah, you taking some time, man. Um, yeah, hundred percent. So, one of the uh, one of the guys that we had, one of the first fighters that we actually had on the show. Um, well, I've, I've heard it said before that everybody can be classified as a fighter, but not everybody fights for a living. Yeah. Right. Some people they actually decide they make a conscious choice. I think I'm going to engage in physical combat, you know, under some guided rules. Uh, in a steel cage, and I'm going to do this for a living to provide yeah. for my family. Yeah. I got to ask you, man. Uh, some of the ways that he talked about it, I love the way that he talked about it. His name's Tim. He he's a as a former UFC guy, uh, but he's got an interesting way of looking at things. I love the way he attacks life. Uh, but I'm curious, man. What got you fighting? Like, what 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 what, what was that conscious decision that you made where you're like, you know what, I'm going to fight for yeah, a living? I think honestly, it was wrestling. Like once I was, I started wrestling before okay. I knew anything about MMA, and um, in seventh grade, and I was like. Just dead set, like I, you know, I love wrestling. I wanted to go to college just for wrestling. Wanted to do, you know, everything for wrestling. And uh, once the Ultimate Fighter came out, like you know, maybe it was my in middle school, maybe it was in high school. I don't remember, but um, I saw the Ultimate Fighter and I saw the way the guys were living and training and stuff like that, getting ready for their the fights. I mean, it was a reality show, so it's a little more dramatic than anything else. But like, I was watching these guys like uh, go through the process of getting ready for the fight and then cutting the weight and then having the fight and like getting to watch down there. And I just got hooked on it from there. Cause like, I wasn't really allowed like, when I was younger. I didn't watch um, any MMA because my parents were just not cool with it. And uh, my uncle loved it. So I would go to his house and we'd see it every once in a while. And um, I was kind of curious, but you know what? There's nowhere to train in yeah. at the time. There was like a gym in Dallas and there was a gym in like, you know, different areas. But I lived in Oklahoma and there was nothing in the area. So yeah. then we had a guy come in 
um, out of nowhere and opened up a jiu-jitsu gym in Durant. Were you watching like videos or uh, like DVDs? Well, and was, like YouTube wasn't, like if there was YouTube, it wasn't like learn a style. I mean, you could maybe see a street fighter or something. Like, so now it's like you can literally learn languages. You can do jiu-jitsu, yep. wrestling, whatever you want from it. It's a really good opportunity. And um, it's just like, whenever I saw this stuff getting put together on the episode of the, Ult or the Ultimate Fighter, I was like, man, that's really cool. I wanna you know, continue wrestling just so I can go to the UFC. So that was like my biggest motivation to go to college was um, just so I could be all American just to go to the UFC. That was like yep. my, that was like my own goal. Get, you know, do that and do that and then go to the UFC. And uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, just going through the whole process is like, you know, you work so hard for it. And like you are saying, like, it's only worth for 15 to 25 minutes and that's yep. it. So, and that's like in wrestling, it's like you have one match every single time. It's the match in front of you. You don't think about like if you win that match. And, yep. you know, I just like, I enjoy the, the whole sport as a you know, the process of cutting weight, you know, being healthy, getting in shape, ready to go for the fights and then actually having a fight. Just competing. What would you say is, uh, you know, in your experience, go, I mean, go back in time for a little bit and, you know, there's days where you don't really want to train, right? There's days where you're just like, I know this is my end goal. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be, you know, fighting in a cage and being in the U.S. or these premier organizations. But today, man, today, I just, I don't have it in me. You know, yeah. go back to that time where you're, you know, what do you tell yourself knowing that you're about ready to go experience failure and have to grind through somebody else? I mean, it's, I it's don't know. hard. I never had, I honestly, like I, and I dealt with, like I, I've had a lot of people ask me this stuff, like, um, I can never put my mind in that mindset. Like I've never had that in like my head that I was thinking like, I'm not gonna go to work out today because I don't wanna work out. Like I've always been excited about working out and I've always been um, like looking forward to like cleaning my diet up, whatever, you know, if I've ever messed up on it, like I kinda wanna clean it up and get ready for the fight. And I've always had that in me. Like the biggest thing that I look at because I want to compete with everything I do. Like it's, it's like it's, it's a, it's, it's great to have that. And then at the same time, it gets me in trouble too. A lot of times, because I'm always looking to compete, and I'm always wanting to just win whatever I'm doing. And um, you know, for me, that was my driving focus. Like every day in practice, even I was like, I'm gonna do. If he's gonna do 50 single legs, I'm gonna do 75 single legs. You know, okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat him, and I'm not gonna make it close. I want to beat my training partners. I want to beat my opponent, and I, and yeah. I don't see. Like, I don't see the fight as in like, um, you know, like a fist fight where you're angry or mad. The person I see is a competition. And I think that's still why my mindset um, carries over into MMA, like uh, where I still have a family. I, I can still show my family the fights and my, my whole family's around it because they, I don't need to, um, I think they understand that I think of it as a competition, not yeah. as in like a, an aggressive whatever. So it's like, for me, the biggest thing that drives me every day is competing. Yeah. And that's like, if, if, if someone were to call me and be like, hey, let's go run, and I don't feel like running, I'm just gonna be like, I have to go run, because then I have to smash them in that way that they don't think of that one time that I didn't work out with them or whatever. The competition so, is, you won that one. Competition. Yeah, that's the biggest thing, is competition. Um, I love competing. Have you always been that way? I mean, you, you yeah, made reference to the much. fact that you were a wrestler yeah. for at a young age. Yeah. So I'm very like, very much like a selfish person when it comes to competing. Like, I don't want to rely on like, like Jimmy to freaking catch a pop, like a pop fly in the, in the center field. I understand. Not a like, team sports rather, type of guy. Yeah, and it sucks because like I, I'm, you know, I love meeting people and like being around people at the gym yep. and stuff. But like, 
um, I feel like once you're in the cage, it's like you're there, like you're in there. It's just yeah. like wrestling. Like you're on the mat, it's you and one person. Like yeah. you decide you know, whether or not you do the right thing or, or whether or not you train hard enough. Yep. So, so the uh, that uh, that intense pressure, so to speak, it's almost as if you you put yourself in that pressure cooker environment because that's how it is yeah. in a cage. I mean, can yeah. you describe to somebody who's Who's uh, who's listening, right? They've never been in a, in a in a fist fight, or maybe they've been in a fist fight, but they have never been locked in a cage with somebody. Yeah. Uh, explain to explain to them, you know, uh, maybe explain the, the difference between when you when you get locked in a cage and you and you end up winning, and then you get locked in a cage and you end up losing. Yeah. What, what's the difference in mindset? Um, How can you well, break those I two mean, down? Like if you're in there thinking about winning, losing, you're gonna lose probably. Like you okay. have your chance of losing. I think if you go out there. When you think of anything but like um, like what you're doing like right at the moment, if you're thinking about the future, like if you're scared of anything, it's kind of like one of those things where like you have no reason to be scared of anything because you have no control over most things. So it's like when you go in there, you have zero control. The only thing you can control is like whether or not you're breathing the right way, whether or not you're moving the right way. And uh, sometimes that even gets taken away from you. Like when you get, you know, hit low shot or you get hit, you get poked in the eye, like things like that get taken away from you. So you can't really focus on all that. You just need to focus on what you do have control of. Yep. And um, I think that that goes a long ways with a lot of things. You know, just control the control. Like control, keeping your hands up. Control, circling the right way. Control, you know, keeping that mindset. And uh, you know, it's just that like you, you can bounce back and forth with that one all day. But I think that really just controlling what you have control of and just staying focused on that. Well, it sounds like what I'm hearing is. Let's just make an analogy back to life, right? So most people don't fight in a cage for a living, but you do, right? Yeah. And there's there's different dynamics or techniques and things that you can do to keep focused. Your goal is to compete with that other person yeah. standing across the octagon yeah, in the yeah. ring. You want to keep that focus. Like when, when it's like one of those things where, like, when you first start fighting, you get in there and you like you walk out to the cage, and you know if you focus on the fans and you focus on like what they're saying, yeah. it's kind of, it maybe gets intimidating. I bet. Um, I had a fight in Brazil where everybody's like screaming. You're gonna die. You're gonna die. And they're saying it. They're saying it in Portuguese, so sure. I don't know what they're saying. But I like didn't even phase me. Like I don't even remember them saying any of that stuff. I'm just walking the cage, you know. But I think if you lose focus on just the walk, then you start hearing that stuff, and maybe you like forget what you're supposed to think about, or maybe forget about not thinking. You start thinking about what they said. Yep. Um, that'll get you in trouble. But just the process of walking up there, maybe it's a little intimidating or you keep focused and then once you get in, yep. you get in there, you see your opponent and then you know you look at them, they're looking right at your eyes, you're looking at their eyes to see who looks away because if someone looks away, they've lost. What's going on knuckleheads? This is Chris Hoffman, CEO and founder of Vet Training Coaching and the host of the Ambitious Vet Podcast. Now, are you a a knucklehead veteran out in the trenches right now making a lot of mistakes trying to get those wins but are just feeling stopped stuck in a specific area of life i want to invite you personally if you're listening to this to come join an elite team of ambitious vets in the trenches together with one mission and one mission only is to uncover the landmines that stop our daily momentum and our consistent results in our life, in any area of life that matter most to us. As Stephen Cohen, the knucklehead himself said, come uncover your performance gaps and execute on what matters most in your life. Spots are limited. If you're interested, the application process is free. Visit vettrainingcoaching.com and I hope to see you soon. 
you kind of feel like you have that one up on the, on the mindset. You know, maybe your conditioning is not as good as theirs, or maybe they punch harder, but you have the mindset that's going to beat them that fight. So you'll see two fighters stare at each other for a long time, and then if someone walks in between, then it's okay to look away. But yeah. like, just getting back to on subject, it's like once you look across, you see your opponent, and you see the referees getting ready, you see that everything's going on, and then you, what I've always heard is that, that when the cage door shuts, like it's like metal shutting and then you hear the latch drop in so that, like that means that you can't get out unless you ask them to get you out or unless you jump over so it's like once that happens you know it's go time so it's like your hands up you're just ready to run across or maybe you're ready to, to back out i don't know but like for me that's like whenever i hear that the little latch drop and you know the thing walks that's when you know it's like it's, it's like go time yeah it's real because like we, you know, I've, I've trained in cages before for practice, but there's nothing like hearing it whenever it's like you hear all the fans screaming and then you still hear that little piece of metal click. And then that's you're kidding, like, yeah, you can still hear that. You hear it every I've heard it every single fight. Wow, it's crazy. And you got fine tuned into that. So, um, so here at Knucklehead, we 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 don't want to uh. We don't want to over-glamorize the successes that people have. And we actually want to learn that people have, uh, they, they strive to that. Everybody strives to, to achieve more in their life. Everybody yeah. does. Everybody wants more than what they currently have. Yeah. Everybody has a game plan that they want to go out and execute against. Right, but what, what ends up happening is, is those, those stories where you didn't meet your goals. The stories of where you, 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 you work so hard, but you, didn't, you just fell a little bit short. But yet, in spite of those setbacks and in spite of those failures, those are the stories that, quite frankly, lead you to the successes that you're looking for, yeah. right? So, uh, as an undefeated fighter who won, you know, the uh, the featherweight championship as an undefeated fighter, but then experienced some loss afterwards, how do you pick yourself back up in order to know, hey, you know what? I, I've already had the success. I've already I've already been a champion, yeah. right? So, how do I, how do you still go out and become a champion again, even after those setbacks? You know, like, I think my very first goal was to get to UFC, and. Um, that was like my only goal was to be in the UFC and then I had no clue what to do from there. And, um, you know, going through that process, like once, as soon as I got out of school, I had like maybe two months or um, maybe less than that. And then I had my pro debut. Yeah. And then I just took off from there and I just fought like every like month and a half or two months, something like that. And I fought my first, um, first nine fights. I beat Leonard Garcia, you know, won the yeah. belt and then got the call for the UFC three weeks later. And at that time, I had only been fighting for like a year and eight months when I made it to the UFC. So it was like, you know, I made it in right off the bat. And I, Hold on a second. Hold on. I got to stop you. I got to. You fought nine times? Yeah. In 18 months? Yeah. It was like a, it was it was either 18 or 19 months, something like that. I, I fought back to back and made it to the, I mean, beat everyone in the first or second round and made it to the UFC. And um, so that's why they, whenever I beat, they, they were telling me before that I wasn't ready. And then I beat Leonard, and they told me that they had a short notice fight. And I was like, yeah, I want it. You know, I'm not going to turn this down. It's that pay-per-view fight against a, a, a Yancey. guy was Yancey Medeiros. He was pretty tough, but he wasn't, like, super intimidating on the ground. So I thought I could take him down and finish it. And uh, it was, like, nine-day notice, you know. And I just went on vacation because I had just beat Leonard. You know, right before that, and so I was. Uh, was the champ? Yeah, and I took a, a week vacation, and then they called me while I was on vacation. I was like, "Yeah, I'll take it," you know, yeah. and uh, came back. And uh, you know, I wasn't. I I think like uh, anyone in like any career, any job, any like anything with sports or just a regular day to day job, you're gonna say 
you're gonna think that something's a really big deal and then like five years or two years or maybe even just a year from now like you'll look back and think that that was a joke for what you're having to deal with now and so whenever at the time um i had Pete Leonard, I thought that was a really big deal, you know, yeah, and I made it to the UFC and I wouldn't have never, I never would have changed that, you know, going to the UFC, I still would do it to this day, but, um, you know, going back to look at it, it's like, I wasn't ready to make it in, because I'd only been fighting for, you know, just a couple months, really, right, um, never really trained at all until I came to Dallas after I was like, I was like 5-0, and and I met my coach, Saif, at Fortis, and, um, I met him and I was like, hey, you know, I want to train this gym. And I was 5-0, but I had done nothing but wrestling and jiu-jitsu before that. Yep. And um, so when I came here, that's when I kind of opened my eyes. I, I realized that I wasn't at the level I thought I was. I thought I was a well-rounded fighter, and I was not even anywhere close to that. So Well, it's interesting you can then analyze yourself. Yeah. I mean, you, you that's, I, I appreciate that uh, true analysis, that critical analysis of yourself yeah. to know that you weren't ready but the reality was is that you were still fighting in the UFC yeah no, right? I know it's you know? crazy no it's, it's scary that too because I was like you know how long were they going to give me are they going to give me like a year off that'd be perfect because yeah. then I could you know focus on um, you know technique actually getting better and then also at the same time you want to fight yeah. as much as you can too so like once sure. I made it to the UFC um, I realized that you know I got called the guillotine I was like oh I just got caught it wasn't that big a deal you know I'll next fight I'll take the guy down easy you know and then I went out against Honey Jason in Brazil, and um, you know, I actually I would have killed him. I was I was already beating him. I was like destroying him. And then uh, I took the fight down. He ended up like doing a little scramble, got to the side of the fence, and he got up to where he was like he was on his butt and hit a stand up, and he got to where he was on his hands and his his feet. And so I was punching like this. He stands up and he stands up, and I bring him back down. And I threw a knee. And then right when I threw a knee, he had stuck his hand down. He was doing that little like touch game before. Now it's yeah, illegal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you can throw the knee. If they do that, you can still throw the knee. But at the but time, back then you're to ground if you had a hand down and like right in the middle, you could see the knee coming. Put your hand down, yep. and they would count that as illegal knee. So um, they did that. They broke us apart. And then uh, once they reset us, um, I came back out, took him down, and I landed his guard. And then he threw a triangle, like the sickest triangle, and caught me with that. And then I realized, like, damn, you know, I gotta get better at jiu-jitsu, I gotta get better at wrestling, and, you know, my stand-up's not anywhere close to where it needs to be. So they gave me, you know, another nine-month layoff, and just the whole process of, you know, just, I understood that I needed a break, but I really wanted to fight, I really wanted to compete, and I wasn't getting to. So, um, you know, just looking back at that, I would say that's where I felt the most, was just not being prepared whenever I had the chance to make it in, you know. So. Underestimating the size. Yeah, underestimating all the process. Oh, like, sure. Uh, it just, you know, like you look at a veteran or like someone that has been there and done it, like, um, you know, those guys can tell you many times like what they did wrong. And a lot of them could barely remember half the stuff they did right. I mean, I couldn't tell you half the stuff that I've done. Like I've had people tell me something about it. I'm like intrigued by what they're saying because I forgot that, I, that I've done stuff or that something's happened or something I've said or whatever. I just focus on, you know, really where I mess up. And that's the biggest thing is that be prepared for every opportunity you can because, you, I mean, with, with any job, you don't know when you're going to get it again. Right? That's right. So it's like, you know, if you're not, you know, busting your butt and ready to go for any opportunity, then you're going to be in trouble when it comes up and then it goes away. I've heard it said what success is where opportunity 
and then preparedness actually yeah. intersect yeah. when they meet. That's yeah. where that's where success happens. Yeah, that's 100. percent Yeah, you got to be ready to go even when you don't even know when, I, when you have a fight. And that's it. So. Well, so now you're a dad, right? You have got you got multiple uh, children, which is. Um, you know that's a, that's a task all in itself, irregardless of what you're doing, for, uh, you know, for a living. But with what you do for a living, how does how do you involve your family, uh, you know, in your in your fighting, or is it I don't, truly honestly. a competition? What well, see, it 100 is a competition. I don't tell the, I don't I don't say, hey, I'm gonna go punch people in the face. If I say, if I tell them what I'm doing that day, it's they and they know my schedule so well now. But I'm like, today I have wrestling, or today I have. Jiu-jitsu, and I break it down like that on purpose. I don't want them to be like, "Oh, I'm just sparring today," and I and right. and they're, then they're like, well, "What's sparring?" And then they, if they were to look it up, you know, it's like you're fighting, you know. And yeah. I don't want them seeing that. I want them seeing like the breakdown of like, today's, today's sure. boxing or kickboxing day. Today's a you know, skill development. Yeah, today's an MMA yep. day, so I'll be able to take people down and tell them that stuff. But I try not to like. Um, they're very, very involved with everything I do, but I try not to like let them. They, they've never watched one of my fights live. You know, they definitely looked up my my name on YouTube and on you know whatever, and they've looked at myself like that. But I never let them watch it live because you just never know. And like if you go back to my last fight, like I, you know, I got hit with the knee ten seconds into the fight. If they were to see that live, they would have no clue how to take you know how to take it. And I don't want that. I don't want them. I don't want them. I don't want to know that. I know they're watching. That makes sense. Like I don't. Sure. Want, I don't want in my head to think that. Oh, my girls are watching. I've got to do this. You know, because it's like. Uh, you know, I'm very competitive. But when it comes to like, if if I'm around my wife or I'm around my girls, like, you want to protect them. Extra protect. Yeah. Uh, extra competitive. Right? Yeah. You know, and yeah, protecting them emotionally too. But it's just a. It's a. It's a hard uh, sport to see the sport in it because it's like you're taught your whole life if someone punches you in the face it's a fight like it's a yep. fist fight and it's not like that for me at all like I, you know not that if someone came to me on the street and hit me I would know that it's a little bit different they, yeah yeah it's exactly completely different it's not even close you know it's like yep. uh, getting punches in here is completely different than anywhere else so it's like um, you know I try to explain it to them but it's so hard to explain to a five year old that it's not okay for them to hit you know their sister but it's okay for me to do that i try to keep the world separate you know with what they do i ask them a million questions before they ask me a million questions because if you sit down with like a, a little kid and let, let them ask questions they're gonna they're gonna get you, you know, oh yeah eventually so absolutely so. well what about this dad what about this yeah, yeah. so um just real quick then let's leave it at uh, let's let's put a bow on this and talk real quick just about uh, whenever you experience that setback, you had made reference to the fact of your last fight, yeah. 10 seconds in, put a lot of preparation into it. It's on, uh, it, was on e it was on ESPN, mm -hmm. right? So um, the world got to see it. But let's, let's talk a little bit about what life is like two weeks removed from that experience. Um, let's, talk about, uh, let's talk about, you know, you just, you just said, all right, clean slate. Now it's on to whatever the next thing is. And I've got to determine what that next thing is or... How do you handle that, the magnitude of a setback like that and put it in context to help you continue to move forward? Um, you know, I try not to ever look, like, keep looking at something. Like, I'll, I'll watch it, you know, once or twice and realize, like, that, the fight was, I wouldn't say it's a fluke because of the way he timed it. He knew it was coming. He knew that he could throw the knee and it was perfect timing on his part. But um, it was kind of a fluke. It was kind of like, like no way if you broke that down percentage wise that anyone would take that back you know like no one's going to say that he's going to knock out 10 seconds with the knee so like you know for me to take the loss in it's definitely a hard loss because it feels like I didn't really get a chance to screw up you know I wasn't 
I didn't walk out there with my hands down. I didn't walk out there with bad conditioning. You know, I was ready to go mentally, physically, everything. And just to get caught and have that taken away, that was definitely a hard loss. But, um, you know, the way I look at it, it's like two weeks out, like you were asking, you know, just two weeks out, I was ready to, to fight again. I wanted to just go back in and compete again right away to just kind of get it out of my system. And I, I followed the commission for, you know, for two months, you know, I threatened to put a lawsuit on them and, you know, all of a sudden trying to, because I went to two different neurologists, they said I was good to go. I went through every doctor appointment they asked and they still wouldn't change the 90 day suspension that they gave me. So that put me out of my second fight. So uh, I was hoping to have that fight and lose, you know, the fight and everything and then come back in July and have that redemption fight where it's like only a month and a half away. So it would have been perfect for me to have, um, you know, another fight closer because yeah. that way I could have got out of my system as far as like getting over the loss but you know it's just it never changed my training and never changed my, my ultimate goal you know in um, which is just really like now that I'm outside the UFC it's like my my goal is to win every single fight I want to finish every fight I want to win I want to win my fights and I want to be the best guy you know that I can at my weight class and um, to not win the fight obviously is not what you want what they're doing so it's like for me to dwell on that would just be insane because it's 10 seconds in I didn't really do a lot to screw up I just want to have some form of redemption and I feel like that's the only time you get it people only remember your last fight like people don't remember anything else but your last fight so you can you can be getting killed for two or three fights or not looking good for two or three fights and then come back and have one good knockout or one good submission and then people think that you're the best again. So it's like, you know, MMA world's insane. It's so crazy. The fans are just so, like, hitting this. You know, like, you'll have people that kind of understand the loss, but they still, like, question if you're ready to go. And I'm like, man, you know, it's 10 seconds in. It wasn't like, you know, it was the third round. My hands were down because my sure. conditioning wasn't good. Yeah. It was, uh, I came out with my hands. My hands were up. I threw a good, clean jab, and he timed it perfect and jumped up and caught me. It's part of the sport, but it's definitely not easy to... Luke pass and get over when is your next fight uh it's october 11th so and um right now i'm just uh, i'm not negotiating my opponent's trying to renegotiate his contract and this is a coming in a year early and so this guy you know we'll see what he does but uh that's the big fight right now is whether or not he's gonna continue to be a diva or just get over it and accept the pay and you know go just on go on from then on to the next one fight you know it's like i just want to fight and i just want to compete and uh, when I say I want to fight, it's not that like I want to fist fight. I want to go out there and compete. compete. I want to compete. And, you, you can know, only spar so much it. with the same folks you see yeah. all the time. It's like you want to go out there. I still we still play games with each other. It's not like even in practice. Like you don't want to go in practice thinking that you want to like finish someone. Sure. You want to like for me what what I love to do in practice is I like to make people think that I was going to blast up them. And then I would like to catch him with a jab or slap him in the face. You know, and it's, that that might make some people even more mad than a fight, like a, oh, a fight. Bet. I bet. It's like, you catch like, him off guard. We'll juke, like, we'll juke each other out. We'll like, make someone miss really bad on a sprawl. Like, you know, fake out that we're going to take him down and stuff like that is more uh, what you look for in practice than you do, like, actually, like, connecting with a good cross. You don't want to hit someone hard, you know. You want to throw it. You want to hit them if their hands are down, but you don't want to. You don't want to hurt someone in practice, so. I can imagine the team dynamics is, that's a little bit different than playing football back in the day like I did, yeah, so. Yeah, uh, it's definitely, I mean, it, it is and it isn't. Like, it, there's a lot of similarities, uh, like, with MMA and with everything. With, 
yeah. just being like a regular day-to-day employee or being yeah. an athlete in any other sport. You know, we have a lot of athletes coming. You get to punch your coworkers in the yeah. face. I mean, I mean it's that's, like the, if that's you're so different. For sales, yeah. you know, or yeah. whatever, like you're competing to win, you want to be the best at your weight class yeah. in the gym, for sure. You yep. want to be the best at whatever, you know, your whatever your job is, you want to be the best. So 100%. I think that's why you can see a lot of these guys when they come out of MMA, they kill it in whatever career they do because they yep. want to compete. Yeah. They understand. Yeah. They understand that it's a competition, yeah, and is. there's no there's no feelings yeah. when it comes to that. It's just black and white. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you, man. So, how can people get in touch with you? How can people find you? And then how can people support you? Um, just on social media, I do. I, I mainly stick with Instagram, but I do everything. I kind of mess with a little bit all of it. That Twitter and Instagram, it's Damon the Leech, and then on Facebook, it's just Damon Jackson MMA. Cool. Damon yeah. Jackson MMA. And, uh, yeah, my next fight's October 11th, and then very cool. We'll go from there. And as far as where's that going to be? Uh, in Vegas. In Vegas. It's Mandalay. Yeah. Very cool. Is it PFL? What? Yeah, PFL. PFL. Yeah, it's just like a regular season event. It's not. Uh, they had to fill a few spots because people miss weight. Yeah. And they had to release them, so they filled some spots with fighters. So. Very cool. Very cool. Is that right up? Is that butt right up against their their playoff format too, yeah, or is that's it just what a? It is. So that's the week of the playoffs. It's the. Um, Got it. It's like. Their big New Year's Eve event is the finale, but this yeah, is like the semifinals like, or something. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's back to back to back. Like it's like either three days in a row or it's uh, three weeks in a row. Like it's like, you know, it's the PFL 9, 10, 11. I don't know Got what the, the dates are on 10, 11. I just know that I'm the ninth, the ninth PFL 9. So. PFL 9. Yeah. Well, there you go. You heard it. Here, Damon Jackson fights on October the 11th. He's going to get that uh, redemption fight. Get the redemption fight. So whoever he's fighting, uh, they got it in for him. Yeah. Or they they got it coming for him. So that's awesome. We appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Those of you who like listening, Knucklehead. Every Tuesday we come out with a new episode. Uh, You can find us on Instagram along with Damon the Leech. Right, Damon the Leech. Damon the Leech. You can find us on uh, on Instagram on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and we're actually going over to TikTok, believe it or not. I, we're going over to TikTok. Do you know TikTok? That's a thing? Yeah, it's all right. I don't know what it was. I didn't know what it was before we, we just started that account last week, but uh, apparently people are there. So we're going there too. So we'll talk to you soon. Remember, don't be a beta about the process. Go out and get your splits. See ya.